0: Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away.
1: Welcome to the Cash Flow Hacking Podcast, where we help people increase their cash flow. We do this by talking to the experts who have a proven financial strategy that has worked for them. We get the inside info with the smartest people by taking a deep dive, asking the right questions and getting specific action steps that you can use. We study the experts who have defied conventional wisdom, who have unlocked the doors to greater wealth, and we share it with you. For those of you who realize that you're not yet at your full potential, you're underemployed, or you're simply looking to grow your cash flow, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast, hosted by Casey Stubbs. This is Casey Stubbs with the Cashflow Hacking Podcast, and today I have a very exciting guest. I have John Asseroff, the founder and CEO of NeuroGym, and John is one of the leading mindset and behavioral experts in the world, and he's been featured in many media appearances, including Larry King, Anderson Cooper, and the Ellen DeGeneres Show. Thank you so much for being on the show today, John.
2: Hey, Casey. Great to be on with you.
1: Excellent. So the brain is an amazing topic. I mean, you could probably study it your whole life and never fully understand it, and this is just, I'm just summarizing what you probably already know, uh, but it impacts us in many ways, including how we operate financially. Is that correct?
2: Absolutely. It's obviously you know, um, responsible for you know, uh, everything that we believe is true, everything we believe is possible or not possible. Uh, it's responsible for our perspective. It's responsible for, for absolutely everything starts and stops in the brain. And like you said before, we're, we're just scratching the proverbial surface of understanding a little bit of the user's manual. Uh, but what we've discovered just in the last five years alone is enough um, to really help people transform their lives, their money, their uh, understanding of what is really possible for them to achieve. And that's probably why I'm so excited about the, uh, the topic and why I've been in it for so many years.
1: So can you tell us a, a couple of the few newest studies and and findings that have happened, came out recently?
2: Sure. Um, There's a a whole bunch of research that's been happening recently around circuits in the brain. So let me give you an example. Uh, Let's say you uh, you set a goal to uh, earn more money or to invest in something that you think is going to give you a great return on your investment. We know that immediately, as soon as you start thinking about it, uh, the motivational circuits are activated. There's a part of the brain called the nucleus accumbens that, um, and the insula that releases this neurochemical that everybody's heard about called dopamine. And you feel good. You feel excited. Um, with that, in many cases, um, comes this positivity bias, which makes you feel like, oh, my God, this is going to do so well. I can't fail. That's usually what happens initially. But for many people, what happens right after that is the uh, fear center activates. And that is because when the motivational center activates for something that is really positive and good, the very next millisecond, your brain's looking in the memory bank for, is there anything in your memory bank that shows you that there's potential or real danger that you might lose your money? Uh, you might get hurt financially. That might lead to emotional pain. Um, it might lead to you being embarrassed or ashamed with your spouse. And as soon as that happens, the, when the fear center kicks in, then guess what happens to motivation? It actually gets sucked right out from underneath you and then you second guess yourself, you doubt, you rationalize, well, maybe it's not the right time, maybe I don't have enough um, knowledge or skill. So it's almost like the brain puts on the gas for you to move forward, but then in the very next second, it puts on the brake and you start to have all of these rationalizations, which we refer to as rational lies. And so unless you understand the normal way that the brain works is motivation first, possibly fear or stress second, and then what to do about it, most people always live in this state of fear and never move forward fast enough to make progress.
1: So when you say rationalize, does that mean that your brain is actually lying to you? So you're actually telling yourself lies that you believe?
2: Yes, absolutely. And, and one of the things to, to remember is the brain operates um, with very, very specific rules. And the first rule is safety. safety, safety above all else. Now, what kind of safety? Well, obviously safety for your life first, but then emotional safety. So if there is something that's real or imagined in your memory bank based on an experience you have had, something you've read, something you've seen, something you've discussed, your brain just brings up that information to your consciousness, and that's what causes the rational lies. Well, maybe it's not the right time to do this. Maybe I need more information. Maybe, you know, it's too much. Maybe, 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 maybe. And, um, and then the maybes turn into may, maybe I should, wait maybe i should get more information maybe i should look at this a little bit closer and most people just don't have the experience to understand that your brain is operating and it's it doesn't operate like this but i'm going to give this as an analogy like like a computer or a car Uh, a car if there's something going on in the engine or the back trunk you know or the tire a signal pops up well emotions are signals they're not good or bad but they're pleasant to, un- or unpleasant to varying degrees. And we move away from the unpleasant ones, we move towards the pleasant ones, but not at the risk of our safety.
1: Okay, so this is, this is pretty interesting. Um, our brain is naturally programmed to give us safety.
2: Absolutely. And that
1: can cause us problems in able to have success and able to accomplish some of the things that we want because it is now naturally perceiving that we're just, just based off of reactions, it's doing things that are actually harmful to us, even though it's programmed for safety. Now, is no, it on. smart? Okay.
2: Not harmful to us. Protecting us in the best way it knows how by sending us a signal through our self-talk uh-huh. Sending us a signal through our emotions. And so all the all the self-talk is just a signal to be aware. All of the disempowering or unpleasant emotions are just for us to be aware that there is either real or potential danger. And this happens in a millisecond, and that's why we call it an automatic reaction. So what we have to learn how to do is how do we recognize that we are negatively talking to ourselves or we're in an unpleasant emotion and then our job is to stop and breathe in my uh, new book inner size inner size you know i talk about a, a process a, a few different inner sizes but inner size number 1 is, is first when you're feeling this fear when you're feeling this trepidation stop, take six deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Like you're blowing out through a straw and that deactivates the fear and reactive state in the brain. That's step one or inner size. Number one, it's called take six, calm the circuits. Inner size. Number two is called Aya A-I-A. And that stands for awareness, intention, action. So how does that go? So first, in a calm relaxed state you actually deactivate the stress center but then you're aware of what am i thinking now well i'm thinking i might get hurt i'm thinking i might lose my money i'm thinking that uh, maybe i'll fail i think i might be embarrassed or ashamed if it doesn't work my way great so you you become aware write it down without any judgment blame shame or guilt just awareness and then you ask yourself a question what's my intention well, my intention is to move forward with this, but I want to minimize my risk. Awesome, great intention. What is one action that I could take? So now you're aware, now you have an intention. Now, if you want to minimize your risk, then what's one action you could take? Okay, let me call somebody who's done this before. Let me make sure that my process for evaluating this opportunity is sound. Let me make sure, and you write out a list of what you need to do, and then you do it.
1: Hello, this is Casey, and I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. So this sounds kind of like you're, you're building some habits and you're reprogramming yourself a little bit because I think sometimes what happens is we have that reaction and perhaps it's not the way we want to react. It's just a, like a trigger. And then we go through a guilt and shame process thinking, well, I didn't want to do this. I, I'm just a failure. I messed up. And it's really based off of reactions. It's not actually decisions that you personally made.
2: Bingo. And again, remember the reactions... Um, are a result of billions of years of evolution. Um, There are three different, you know, major pieces of the brain that's evolved. And uh, we really haven't evolved much in the last 50,000 years. But the reactive part of the brain, the instinctual part of the brain is for safety first. And so it's the first part of the brain to respond. It gives a signal to the emotional brain, and then that part of the brain gives a signal to the logical prefrontal cortex part of the brain. So the the logical part of the brain is the last to come on. And so what we want to honor is that the system is working perfectly, but we have to train ourselves to pay attention to the signals, but not to be driven by the signals, to be driven by our choice, and it's awareness that gives us choice
1: this is pretty interesting so i was actually talking to someone recently and they were talking about um dieting right they want to make some healthy choices with how they eat and every time they try they end up failing over and over again and uh i i couldn't quite put a a handle on the process of what's behind that do you have some insight onto that um based off brains and processing
2: I'm sure 95 you know, to 98% of all of our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are a result of the subconscious programming in our brain. Um, there's a part of the brain called the striatum, and this is where our habits reside. And these are the habits that have been encoded for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And they just operate automatically uh, to keep us in our comfort zone and to preserve or conserve energy. And so when somebody makes a conscious decision using their, you know, part of their brain called the left prefrontal cortex, or even their imagination, um, that part of the brain is only responsible for two or 3% of thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. So they're fighting an 800 pound gorilla. I think in chapter two or three of my new book, Inner Size, you know, talk about, we have two brains, not one. And so when we have this one part of our brain that sets a goal, that is not in coherence or alignment with the old programming, we can override the old programming through willpower for a day or two or three or four, but very, very quickly, your brain's mechanisms say, hey, you're off course like an automatic pilot on an airplane or a boat would say, hey, the boat's off course, get it back to where it's programmed. Our brain does the exact same thing. It has set points. We have financial set points. We have relationship set points. We have career or business set points that have been encoded in our brain. And just like software that's coded on your computer doesn't deviate from what the software is, no matter how much you try to change the keys, you have to change the software. Our brain's the exact same way from that perspective. Whatever the software is, the neuro software, that's what's going to cause us to behave in certain ways. And that's why over ninety nine percent of people who go on a diet gain all the weight back. And I think seventy percent of the cases they actually gain more because of some of the automatic mechanisms in the brain that um that, that really are there for our survival and to make sure that we don't starve ourselves. Okay, so when you talk about programming this
1: is really like a computer in the fact that we can reprogram how our brain operates. Correct?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. If you think about, you know, how does a, like what, what belief, for example, was a, was a baby born with about how much money they could earn? The answer is zero. Right. So if you think, but where did the baby learn his or her beliefs? Their answer is through their parents, teachers, television, books, and repetition, which created a neural pattern. Any neural pattern that gets reinforced gets encoded into an automatic sequence. And so if people want to change their programming, change their beliefs, they have to reverse engineer the process through you know, language patterns. You can use visualization, meditation, mindfulness, You know, software that you can actually listen to or watch Uh, There's a lot of different ways to get information into the brain in a spaced repetitious way um, that starts to create a new neural pattern called neuroplasticity is really what this is all about. And through stimuli and response, you're able to create a new pattern that actually becomes the new default mode of the brain.
1: Okay. That's pretty interesting. So
2: pretty fascinating uh, stuff.
1: Yeah, it's really good. I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm learning a lot. Uh, now, my show is about additional sources of revenue and additional sources of cash flow. And when I heard that there's an opportunity to get you on the show, I'm thinking, okay, this could really impact your brain. Can really impact how much money you make, right? So, what are some specific things that you have uh, that you've seen with financial helping people train their brains and make more money?
2: So let me let me share um, something that occurred to me. You know, many, many years ago, 30 some odd years ago when I was 19 years old. So 37 years ago, 38 years ago, one of my mentors, his name was Alan Brown, sat me down. He asked me, what kind of lifestyle do you want to live? And I go, well, I want to live a great lifestyle. I want to have nice cars and homes and, and uh, you know, I want to have all the finest things that, that life has to offer. I want to travel first class. I want to, you know, I want to have all the nice things. I want to give money to charity, etc. He says, great. Um, The second question he asked, he says, are you interested in achieving those goals or are you committed? And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, he says, if you're interested, you'll do what's convenient and what's easy. And if you're committed, you'll do whatever it takes. You'll upgrade your knowledge. You'll upgrade your skills. You'll rewire your brain to believe that you can actually achieve that. And I said, well, um, I, I don't know how to. He says, well, you don't have to know how to until you make the commitment. So I said, okay, Mr. Brown, I'm committed. So... He had me write out uh, uh, a document that said, I am so happy and grateful for the fact that my life is blank, 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 and that I am now doing blank, 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 and that I now have blank, 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 and I now believe blank, blank, blank. He made me write a full page document. And then he had me record that document onto a cassette tape back then. And then every day for a year, when I came into the office, he had me take the sheet of paper that I wrote all this out in. He had me put my, uh, my uh, headphones on, and he had me listen to myself as I ran my fingers across the sheet of paper with my life's vision and goals and beliefs that I wanted. Now, you've got to remember, I was 19 years old. I had never made more than, I think, like $4 an hour at the time, maybe $3.65 an hour at the time. I didn't believe I was smart enough. I didn't believe I was good enough. I didn't believe I was worthy. I didn't believe I had the skills. I didn't believe that I had the knowledge, which were all true. And here I was every day listening to myself read this story about my life that was not true. And what happened is in the first year, I started to feel differently. In the first few weeks, I started to feel differently because I was putting this pattern, an audio pattern, a visual pattern, a kinesthetic pattern into my brain. And I made $31,000 that year, my first year in real estate on commission only. And I continued to add a few different methodologies over the next several years, my income went to 151000 to 251000 to over seven figures a year in my 20s. So it wasn't because I went to college because I didn't. I only went to grade 11 and left. It wasn't because I was, uh, uh, you know, an A student. I was actually in the top 1% of the students that made all the 99% above me possible. I was at the bottom of the class with Ds and Fs. So... I learned the art of rewiring, refiring and rewiring my brain at a very, very young age, and I haven't stopped.
1: Okay, well, that's. it sounds like there was a couple parts to that, but the first thing I heard was the commitment. So to reprogram your brain, you've got to commit that this is what you want to do. And then the second part was the actual reprogramming, which was repetition of doing the commitment to make the life that you wanted to make.
2: You got it. And the the other part of that that was a commitment to upgrading my knowledge and skills by one hour a day. And when I committed to upgrading my knowledge and skills by one hour a day, my first mentor says that you're going to have the equivalent of 940-hour weeks of upgraded knowledge and skills when you do one hour a day for a year. 940-hour weeks, you can get great at knitting Yeah,
1: that's really good. You know, uh, like when I look at my schedule, a lot of times I just dive into work and I just work, 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 work. I'm a business guy, so I'm working all the time. Uh, Things are going good, but I don't take that scheduled programming time, which can really be extremely good investment and have a great return overall on myself, a good positive return on investment.
2: Yeah, I mean, think of it this way. Um, How many people that are watching us are still using a cell phone from the 80s? Nobody, nobody. They might have it you know, in their drawer somewhere as a, you know, as a relic in a museum. You know, how many people are still using a television from the 70s or 80s? Nobody. And the question is why? And the answer is because there's upgraded, newer, faster, better versions. Well, right. right. guess what? Um, most people are still dealing with old software from their parents, old software from what was, you know, what was reality from, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. And the truth of the matter is, is our brain is pliable. Our brain can develop new beliefs, new perspectives, new habits. And we know today better than at any other time in the history of our species, how to tap into the subconscious patterns and how to delete or eliminate old patterns as you create new ones
1: Well, wow, that's really good so john you've accomplished a lot in your life you've you've learned a lot your knowledge is great and i just wanted to ask you the question now after accomplishing all these things what is it that motivates you and keeps you pushing forward and launching new projects and writing new books and always just working just to continually advance?
2: So first and foremost, I don't work. I haven't worked in 25 years. I play. I'm like an athlete um, who loves to play or a musician who loves to play. And so I just happen to have found what I love. I love the brain. I love making a difference in the world. I'm in a space in my life now where uh, i'm in my legacy years at 57 you know i get to help other people i get to help my children i get to make a difference in other people's lives which in turn makes my life so full of purpose and meaning and so i I get to play at the brain science and the neuroscience and the neuropsychology that i love i get to create programs and to teach and to write um i want to contribute to the world i was really fortunate when i was 19 I was either gonna be on my way to the morgue or jail. Those are the only two paths I was on. And one man in one hour changed my life. And he gave me some love. He gave me some faith. He believed in me more than I believed in myself. And he shared with me unselfishly so that he could just help another human being, another lost kid. And he made me, or he did make me, he asked me, he says, if you achieve the goals you want to achieve in your life, will you promise me to continue giving to others? And I said, deal. And so he taught me, he gave me. And so I love to share, to give, to, to, to help another person um, achieve more of their life's purpose and, and vision and mission. And so I get to do that now. And, and, and that's what we do.
1: Well, that's really great. So what are some of the things that you're doing now to really – um, push forward these ideas and helping getting them in the hands of people and teaching and training them so that they can change their life the way you did.
2: Uh, sure. So, you know, as you, as you're aware, I, I, I work with some of the top neuroscientists and neuropsychologists in the world and the discoveries are coming so fast and furious. <clears throat> I decided to do something called the brain where I bring on some of the best brains in the world on what are the latest discoveries to overcome fear? what are the best new techniques or tools to overcome limiting beliefs or low self-worth or self-esteem? How do I let go, you know, of the stories and excuses that holds me back? How do I stop sabotaging my success or how do I stop procrastinating? And so once a year we get together for a live free training for, you know, five, six, seven hours. And we teach the latest, the greatest, and the best to people from all over the world online and um, we give away our best knowledge and allow people to, to, to learn from us. Uh, and then we, we showcase, you know, what they can do to achieve greater levels of financial success by working on the inner game uh, and give them strategies and tactics of what to do. So that's one of the things that we do. I write books. Uh, my new book, uh, Inner Size, The New Science to Unlock Your Brain's Hidden Power. Uh, is just coming out right now and it's already uh, number one on Amazon in experimental psychology Um, and so you know I'm just uh, I just get to create and deliver create and deliver and share
1: wow the brain-a-thon sounds pretty interesting so you're saying that it's six and seven hours is that like consecutive or is that like over a week period of time or
2: it's on a Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Um, till you know, 3, 4 o'clock. Many people come for an hour or two or three. Some, most of the people who have been following us for the last, you know, seven years, uh, they stay for all eight hours because it's, it's some of the best personal development training in the world. We could easily charge $1,000 for the day, but we don't. Um, the content is off the hook, phenomenal, and uh, it's cutting edge and new and exciting and um and people we we've had last year when we did this 162,000 people signed up for it and it's free wow wow and um over a million people have seen our brainathon in the last uh 5 years alone so
1: that's really good now Uh, what's the format of the Brainathon? Is it just one expert speaking or is it a panel or is it a question and answer session? How do you guys deliver the content?
2: Um, Basically, every Brainathon starts with me doing a a new session on on a topic. And so this year, I'm going to be doing a session on the new psychology uh, of goal achievement. There's a lot of new research around what the difference is between setting goals versus achieving goals and how different parts of the brain uh, are needed in order to actually achieve goals. And this is why, you know, 90 plus percent of people don't achieve goals. They set them, but they don't achieve them. So I'll be showing the latest research on that and how to apply the new psychology to achieve your goals. Dr. Sweeney Vasan Pillay from Harvard, Harvard professor. will be on talking about um, how to unlock your brain's genius abilities. Uh, we've got Dr. Sarah Mackay from Oxford She's going to be talking about the neuroscience of habits. How do you let go of disempowering ones and how do you create new ones? What's the research and the science to doing that? Uh, We've got Mark Waldman, Lisa Wimberger, Dr. Paul Shealy, Dr. Caroline Leaf. And basically what happens is I do the initial session and then I bring on an expert. We do a session for 20, 25 minutes together. Uh, We bring on one of our clients that's applying the strategies and then we bring on another expert, another client, another expert, another client, and I moderate all of it. And um, and so we train that way in my uh, you know we we speak live from my studio in San Diego, and it's it's phenomenal. And people can interact and have fun with us. So that's some of the best parts of it.
1: Wow, it sounds like you get to have a really lot of fun that day.
2: I do. It's gonna learn
1: a lot of stuff from the best of the best.
2: It's mind blowing. This the stuff that you learn is like oh my god it 's so good, and the best part of it um, is it's evidence based right so this is what the science has proven you know if you want to let go of let's say a fear of failure um, here 's what it is. Here are some techniques to let go of it. If you want to you know uh, let go of a disempowering habit or you want to start a new one here's the latest, greatest, and best ways to do it that 's been proven by science. so why not at least use evidence-based methods versus I hope this works. Right.
1: Yeah. So what, what day is this again?
2: Uh, it's on the the live one is on Saturday, October the 6th at 9am Pacific, 12 o'clock New York time. And, um, uh, I think you'll provide a link or I can give you a link right now.
1: Uh, I'm going to put all of the links below the episode, but go ahead and just tell us what it is for the people that are listening.
2: Yeah, for the people that just go to Brainathon, B-R-A-I-N, Brainathon123.com.
1: Okay, brainathon123.com. And we'll put all the links below here for the for the show notes and everybody that's listening so you can get access to that. I highly recommend that you go check it out. It's a long time, but uh, it's a The way I look at it is when you make an investment in yourself, it's the best investment you can make because it's going to help you, but it's also going to help other people, uh, just like what happened with John. Uh, John, I know that this is really good, but do you really believe that this can help anyone? Like if they are just like down and out and have never had any success and they just seem to be their own worst enemy, do you believe that if they attend the Brainathon, they could get some positive change?
2: Uh, I mean, there's no question in my mind. Um, you know, let, let me share with you a story that, that might help. Um, about a year, a year, maybe two years ago, uh, this woman uh, was watching the Brainathon from her home. Her name is Kat Rama Brooks. She's from Kauai, and um, she's a wedding planner. Now, what makes her unique is at the time she was 81 years old. And, you know, she'd been basically playing around at being a wedding planner just to keep herself busy. And her business was just, you know, in the worst downward spiral she'd ever seen. She was hardly making any money. And she thought she was too old. Her time has come. Uh, nobody really wants to work with an 81 year old. Um, and she had a lot of these disempowering beliefs about herself, etc. She watched the Brainathon. She learned some amazing techniques on the Brainathon. And she applied what she learned. And over the next 12 months, 82-year-old at the time, Kat Rama Brooks, made $243,500 in her 80s. Um, now, that's not the end of the story because I had her on the brain a as a guest to share her story. But what she shared that was even more empowering was, yes, she made $243,000 from being just about bankrupt. Um, but she and her husband went away on a $55,000 all expense paid trip to Thailand. And then when they got home, he died. And so she had two gifts. One is that they went away on this magical trip together, but two, she was able to rely on herself now to continue her wedding planning business and to thrive instead of being in a scarcity situation and mindset. So do I know that that's possible? Yeah, we have people that are basically have been homeless that are now making 50, 60, $70,000 a year. We have people that have been in debt that have paid off their debt. We have so many success stories. Because you've got to remember, whatever your financial results are, good or challenging, they are effects. That's a result. All results are effects of what's going on in here, which drives your behaviors. So if you change what's going on between your ears, and your beliefs change, and your perspectives and behaviors change, then your results can change. And one of the first lessons I I share with people is, don't focus on your current results and get mad at them because they're not the problem. Focus on what's caused the results and change that, and your effect or results will take care of themselves and change.
1: Good stuff. Well, John, this has been a really good. I want to thank you for the time and for sharing with our guests. Very valuable uh, for everyone that's listening. I think they're going to agree that they've that you've dropped some really good uh, awesome. information to help us. Some very active tips. And I also want to uh, just encourage everybody to go to the Brainathon. You cannot lose by going to the Brainathon. Uh, I'll post all the information below. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
2: Thank you so much. What a joy.
1: You have been listening to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast. Thank you. I hope that you will take some action steps on the information that you've learned in today's episode. It is critical that you don't just learn but that you actually do something about the information you learned. Go back and listen again and write down what you're going to do about what you learned today. It just might change your life. If this podcast was beneficial to you, please go to iTunes and search Cashflow Hacking Podcast and leave a review. Also, if you want more financial tips and wisdom, and you want to interact with me directly, you can always follow me on Twitter. Just search for Casey Stubbs. Thank you for listening to the Cashflow Hacking Podcast.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one. And your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.